Psalm 119. We're going to begin in verse 49. We have the blessed privilege this morning to glimpse into the heart of the psalmist, yes, right. the greatest praise and worship leader this world has ever known. We're going to consider this morning the Word of God endureth forever. Amen. It never changes. It has more proof of success when obeyed than anything else in life, right, right. and it demands our total trust, delight, yes. joy, and attention to more than anything else in this life. Right. Yes. If we cannot back up everything we do by the Word of God, that we ought to flush everything we do and think to fill our lives only with what the Word of God teaches us. If you or I want to have any hope in life, any comfort in affliction, and confidence when standing before the judgment seat of Christ, then we must humbly submit our hearts and lives before this Word and obey it without question. Psalm 119. As with all of... Psalm 119, this section that we're going to consider, verses 49 through 56, it's all about the Word of God and the blessings that it brings, the hope that you can have in it, the comfort you can have when trusting the promises of God. It's going to teach us about the confidence we can have even when all others hold us in contempt. Yes. It's going to teach us the comfort we can have in God's severity and His judgments. It teaches us a godly man's response when wicked men depart from truth. And it has the concluding reason why all these things are possible. It's when you keep the law yes. of God. Yes. You and I can only have all these things, all these promises, all these comforts and delights when we obey, delight in, and study the Word of God, and delight, obey the God of the Word, yes. and acquaint ourselves with Him. Yes. We could focus on some of the granular details and lessons of this section, but I just want to remind us of some things that we already know, but... We need to hear again. Yes. Sin has plunged this world into despair, but we can have joy, comfort, and hope in this life when we trust the promises of God. Amen. Psalm 119. We'll, we'll take it verse by verse. Verse 49. Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. The word of God is where our hope is based. Yes. It is the foundation of our life, yes. and it is the surety of our existence. The world has hope in not a whole lot, and anything they think they have hope in is highly debatable, and the conclusion is that they just do not have hope. But we are not of the world because we have something that they cannot see, feel, experience, touch, taste, or smell. The certain words of God and the Holy Spirit within us, we have that. They do not. Yes. Yes. There's godly reasoning here, praying the Lord to remember his word to us. This is a lesson that we can take, godly reasoning. And it is holy reasoning with the Lord God Jehovah who has made himself vulnerable to us. Yes. And notice here, it's remember the word unto thy servant. It's those who do his bidding, those who obey, those who have made themselves dependent on his pleasure and blessing. Right. A, question, a question for us all this morning to consider from this verse. Is my hope only in God's word? Or am I ever okay if the Lord doesn't remember his word specifically to me? Something to think about. Yes. Verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The Lord God is unbelievable. He gives us comfort specific to us and our circumstances. Yes. This is my comfort in my affliction. Yes. He is Amen. my God, my Savior, your God, and your Savior. He's personally ours, and he right. takes personal care and attention of us. 
The, the word of God here, it says that it quickens us. It gives us life. Right. And it revives us yes. to take comfort yes. in the midst of negative circumstances. Mm-hmm. Brother, without feasting on the word of God daily and fellowshipping with the Lord God of glory, we will starve and become yes. dead and lifeless. But we yes. can revive ourselves by taking heed to God's word yes. and have resulting comfort from it. Amen. You will not, cannot have any life without this Bible. If you think you have life from any other source, from in any other way, you're a, dead, uh, you're a walking dead man doomed to look back one day on your folly with horror and despair. But we have hope. We can believe this word. We can take comfort in it and be revived. Yes. Verse 51. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. By default, we are all going to be hated and disdained by this world. Our practices, religion, lives, and affections cause those that are held captive by the devil to ridicule us, attempt to overthrow our religion, and laugh us to scorn. But the proud have no part with the humble. It is life and death at total odds with each other. Does being hated by the world ever cause us to deviate from the word of God? It shouldn't. If we desire the praise of men, we become like the rulers of the synagogue in Jesus' time, like, who, like all the other seekers, had no evidence of eternal life. Right. The disdain of this world should cause us a measure of confidence that we are doing something right, right. which is being opposite from darkness. Have you or I compromised with God's commandments or even our liberties so that we do not attract attention that could result in ridicule? Something to think about. Verse 52, I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. A proper view of God's word teaches us that the judgment and severity of God against the wicked should give us a measure of comfort. Without judgments against sinners and sin, there's no reason really to be righteous. There's no motivation. Without being comforted by God's judgment, we compromise God's view of holiness and righteous living. Without taking the judgment of God seriously, we lose our sensitivity to sin and the horrible consequences of compromise. If we do not appreciate God's judgment, an opportunity to glory in his might and in his justice has been lost. God's enemies are our enemies, and we should take comfort when he judges his enemies. For he has not only delivered us from them, but has shown how mighty he is, which is the same might that saves and delivers us. Verse 53. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. First off, it's too easy to be horrified by sodomy, adultery, divorce, abortion, murder, and stealing. We should be horrified by those things and the people that do those things, but it's almost too easy. This verse references those that forsake God's law. So it's the same law that condemns friendship with the world, compromise with fleshly desires, little white lies, overindulging in liberties, talking too much, jesting, sarcasm, backbiting, gluttony, drunkenness, and the list goes on. An entire list of sins that we excuse because they're not as flagrant as the first list I read to you, like sodomy, murder. Do we truly hate sin? Do I hate sin? Does sin and sinners really really stir up horror within us? Since the verse specifically mentions horror because of wicked doers, 
then do we have this response about ourselves when we sin? Lord, help us. us. Verse 54. Thy judgments have been, thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. Life is a journey, and its destination does not conclude anywhere here in this life or even in death. As strangers and pilgrims in this land, we are passing through with no abiding dwelling place. You and I can either trudge along, muttering under our breath, or we can march through life singing the praises of God. Yes, beautiful. All too often, we are sighing like the Israelites. Let us make an effort to have a heart that is confident, steadfast, forward-looking, and filled with the hope and praises of our God and Lord. Verse 55. I I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. It's probably one of my favorite verses of this section. It's an acid test of true believers. When you wake up in the middle of the night, what do you think about? Notice that the psalmist states that at the end of this verse that he has kept God's law. Our minds will not easily default to God's law when we're awakened in the night. Our mind has to be controlled to actively think upon the name of the Lord. If the previous day had but few thoughts of pure and holy things, of the real reason of our existence, and of the Lord God Jehovah, we will doubtless be thinking of something totally different when we awake in the night. Remember, though, We have to keep the law of God. As the psalmist ends this verse, he says, I have kept thy law. That's that's something we can think upon in the night season when we awake because we've already been thinking upon his law. Verse 56. This I had because I kept thy precepts. A perfect conclusion to a passage filled with all the possible, possible hope, comfort, confidence and resolve that we can have in life and in affliction. All the previous seven verses and the positive positive effects on our lives are only possible if we have kept kept God's precepts. Our lives do not default to godly living, much less do our lives default to God blessing us. We must keep the word of God in order to capture the blessings promised to his children. Let us be doers of the word this week, not just for the blessings, but also for his glory. To wrap all this up, I hope that this section of Psalm 119 has reminded and encouraged us to the possible comfort and hope that is in store for us by knowing, delighting in, and most importantly, obeying God's Word. Our lives, no matter the the circumstances, could be so much better, should be so much better in terms of joy and rejoicing if we only did things God's way, if only we paid attention to His Word. Modern religion does offer freedom. Freedom from rules, which in essence are God's precepts, commandments, and statutes. That is an option. But modern religion has no firm foundation like we have, the the law of God. It has no safeguards for our success before a holy and severe judge. Let us flesh modern religion in our lives and in our thinking, become slaves to the law of God, and in the doing we will be the most confident, joyful, and have the utmost comfort in this life. May the Lord Jesus Christ be praised. Amen. Amen.